Should we just go? Should we good? Are we Gucci? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, pal. How was uh? How was the cruise? How was vacay? Cruise was excelente. I am on island time still. <laughs> let's bring the island time to episode twenty-five of plurality a pod about beautiful music and beautiful people when are the episodes i think they're every other wednesday that's when you can check them out you're bringing island time i'm bringing snotty time i just have allergies this pollen outside is killing me <laughs> how was island time it's got to be better than, than snotty time island time was great we got to see sea turtles Ooh. i swam with some juvenile tarpon juvenile juvenile yeah so they were like you know not yet adults <laughs> youths the biggest one we saw was like four and a half feet long. Like this thing's massive. <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah, and, and they're very docile. They don't do anything. In Grand Cayman, we were swimming off a public beach. I went out, I don't know, maybe 20 feet. And I was surrounded by like seven wow. juvenile tarpons. Juveniles. They have these big ass eyes and this like, you know, frowning mouth. And they're just kind of like yeah. staring at you. But <laughs> they swim the opposite direction. They don't bother you. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. I feel refreshed and rejuvenated and ready for summer. Dude, it's like the coldest day May has ever seen. It was like 47 degrees in Boston this morning. I know, dude. Like, it's cold here, too. I don't know what the hell is happening. I mean, granted, the last few years we haven't had spring, so I guess that's what's happening. <laughs> Maybe, yes, a delayed spring. Mm -hmm. Today, on the pot, after our usual drop of the week, we've got a new segment called Gateway Tunes. Kind of inspired by that D&B track we played a few episodes ago, I Miss You by Reaper, that we said was like kind of a gateway from dubstep to D&B. Well, we're going to make that a segment. Play some songs that would be good gateways from one genre to another. And then we're going to close it up with Blast from the Past, throwing it back to an older tune. I'm excited. This episode is stacked. Dude, this one is stacked, not going to lie. <laughs> On that note, we'll jump right into Drop of the Week. Let's go. This artist is someone I've been listening to ever since he started putting music out. He's extremely talented, and I think he is highly underrated. I don't understand why Insomniac doesn't book him more, because they have a few times, but like this guy needs to be on main stages across the globe. We need more. We need more. So without further ado, my drop of the week is Out of the Dark by No Mana. Are you okay, Erin? I'm trying to kill a fly. Oh, she's trying to kill a fly. <laughs> I heard that, like, <laughs> smack. <laughs>
synth sounds that he uses in the sound design. It's so full. It's so full. It's a great way to describe it. So that is our pal, Nomana. I actually have another Nomana song saved, but I have no idea what it sounds like. Can we play it? Yeah, what's it called? Yesterday, I just clicked the profile and I have this one saved. Let's hear it. Oh yes, this is a bop. got to bring a smile to your face 100 what a tune what a tune what a couple tunes so as we've heard nomana knows what he's doing <laughs> main stages you are right right 100 100 so i'm going to get into our friend nomana i'm excited first of all i want to just say i mean obviously we heard the lyrics in that song so the song we just listened to yesterday came out in september of last year and then the song that i played out of the dark came out in october of last year there's another one called spaces with a similar album cover yeah so it makes me think that maybe he's planning on releasing an album or something this year yes uh, i haven't heard anything about that but if that happens i will be very excited <laughs> but a quick note about out of the dark the song that I played, the lyrics in that are get lost in the sound, go back to the start, let's get out of the dark, get into the light now. And those are the lyrics, but then this like super dark 
beat comes in Ugh. when she says, get into the light now. And I'm like, whoa, that is such a juxtaposition, but I fucking love it. <laughs> it was dark, but like, not in like a dark way. Yeah, if that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so a little bit about our friend, Nomana. Real name, Jordan Orcas. He is a 29-year-old LA-based DJ producer with a specialty in Electro House and Progressive House. He, okay, and this is a really cute fact about him. He inherited his love for techno and trance from his granddad at an early age. So like he was like growing up with techno and trance. And so he started very young being like, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. Wow. <laughs> Which is not common for people who grow up in the States. So no. that is very cool. Uh, Dead Mouse actually caught wind of Nomana very early on when he was releasing music. And uh, he signed him to Mousetrap in 2015. So if you look back on Spotify, you can see his first release was in 2015 and it was through Mousetrap. Um, and he, I think he's been signed with them ever since. He's also released other tracks on Anjuna and Monster Cat. So like okay. <laughs> massive labels. <laughs> and then outside of music, he is involved in photography, video production, illustration with a focus in pixel art, and front end web development. My guy. <laughs> he is just so talented. <laughs> like, yeah. He's wearing all of these hats. I'm pretty sure he's designed all of the artwork for all of his tracks. If you go through it, it's all pixel art. And uh, if you go on his website, it's all pixel art. So I think that is just like, that's his thing. That's what he really enjoys designing. That's cool. I started listening to him like shortly after he started releasing music in 2015. And I fell in love with his music from the get. But... It was really in 2020 when I watched his uh, virtual Raveathon set that he did for Insomniac during quarantine. They did all these virtual Raveathons. Yeah. And the one that was themed Escape Halloween, Nomana did a set for. And I remember Aaron and I watching that set and being like, wow. Like, I, I had already loved him, but I'd never seen any like live set of his. And I still haven't in person. But after watching that live set on Insomniac's you know, live stream. I was like, damn, dude. No mana, Ravathon? Yeah, Escape Halloween. It's it's actually still on YouTube, so you can watch it. Yep, i just going to put this in a new tab right now. There you go. Oh, it's only 30 minutes? It's a quick one? I know, right? Give up man's an hour. <laughs> you're not going to put him on main stage, but you're only going to give him a live stream. Give him at least an hour. Come on. Come on. Some of my other favorite No Mana songs are Tell Me, Strangers with Jantine, Illegal Screenshots, Alive with James Egbert, and he actually did a chiptune song with an artist called Chipzel, and that track is called Secret Level. So he just has so much talent, like vast range. And a fun fact is he was actually good friends with IO before he passed away, and uh, they both performed a, a B2B at EDC Las Vegas 2019 at the Parliament Art Car, which you can also find on YouTube. That one is super techno, so it, it's, it's it's pretty dark techno, but I, I have watched it. Uh, I do appreciate it for what it is. I prefer the Electro House um, side of him, but yeah, like, dude's talented. Can't wait to see him in person. He has only come to Brooklyn, like, a number of times. The, the last time he came, he played it elsewhere, and I really wanted to go, but it conflicted with some other plans that we had, so I was pretty bummed about that, but uh yeah, I'm hoping to catch his next tour. Maybe if he's releasing an album this year, we can make it happen. That's a show I would love to see. That's a talented human. Hell yeah. 
wonderful contribution today. Thank you, good sir. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I know you're going to have something equally as good for us. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have to see. I am going to play a remix of a very well-known song by R.L. Grime called I Want to Know. And the remix is by Odea. That's stylized O-D-E-A, all caps. wanted to bring something crunchy <laughs> this is definitely one that i would love to hear at a festival set that one would hit you right in the face yeah <laughs> so there's not a ton of info out on the interwebs about odea but i'll give you a few tidbits uh for a period of time this track was used by henry mr rl grime to close the sets i thought that was interesting Odea's first track came out in 2017, but then 2019 was when he began regularly releasing tunes. And if you want to go check out some of his most recent work, in April of this year, he teamed up with Cinemata on a track with vocals by Donatella called Running Out. And it's just a big, big melodic bass track. And if that's your jam, I think you're going to like it very much. to see R.L. Grime live. I've been a big fan for a long time, but... Oh, you've never seen him? No, still hasn't, hasn't ever lined up. Hasn't worked out for me to see, see Grime. Frenchie and I have seen him one time, and that was EDC Orlando 2019. He played a kinetic field, and that set was insane. <laughs> it, was, it was good? <laughs> yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, because I'll say going into it, I knew a few R.L. Grime tracks that I liked, but I wasn't like, oh, these are my favorite songs. But then I saw him live and I was like, hmm, okay, that's where it is. Got to see the vibes in person. (laughs) Yep. Be like, oh, I get it now. It makes sense. Exactly. But I feel like that could be said for so many artists. Absolutely. You can like listen to their tunes and you're like, yeah, these are good. But then you see them live and you're like, oh, shit. No, I have an even like more profound uh, respect for you now. That is the coolest experience when you listen to somebody live, see somebody live, and then your listening experience from that point forward is totally changed. Yep, 100%. So shout out Grime. Something else I like about RL Grime is he puts out these annual Halloween mixes, a little spooky hour of music every year. But yeah, they're on SoundCloud, if that's your jam as well. Is it like bass music, dubstep vibes? Yeah, I think the early ones are a lot. I would be interested to listen to like the latest one and see... How it's evolved. Yeah, what's the latest? Because it can't just be the same thing every time, right? I'll have to check them out. Yeah, so thanks, Henry. And now we will move on to uh, Gateway Tunes. Moody is going to take us on a journey from where to where, I wonder. (laughs) It's not about the destination. It's about the things that happen along the way, right? 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of like songs that would really work for this. I'm just gonna play this one and we'll talk about it afterward. My gateway tune is Trouble, Boost Remix by Robbie East. remix of Trouble. Piano so good. It is. The piano is awesome. So when the track starts out, you hear the classic Korg M1 piano chords along with the vocals. The vocals are a sample taken from a 1937 track called Troubled So Hard by American folk singer Vera Hall. 1937. 1937, yeah. And you can listen to it if you plug it in on YouTube. Troubled So Hard, Vera Hall, it will show up. And I mean, a lot of house music sampled disco and blues and soul you know from music decades ago that's that's how house music like became so big by remixing like tracks that already existed so those vocals have been used in like so many songs i've heard a lot of people use that vocal uh sample and it's just beautiful like the the lyrics are great and so in the beginning when you hear the track start out with the classic chords and the vocal sample, you're like, oh man, this is gonna be like a really like house banger. But then when the vocals and the piano chords start to echo out while the snares are building up, you realize like, oh my God, like shit's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the drop, we hear rugged bass lines, quick hi-hats, which give the house track, the techno elements to transform it into tech house. Many mainstream tech house songs today also have extra effects to add flair, like the lasers that we heard. The, the laser doot doots. Yes, so that's that's an extra um, layer that a lot of mainstream uh, tech house artists use. Like I don't know if you ever heard of Don't Blink, all caps, Don't Blink. Maybe they're a DJ duo who also makes really cool tech house, and they use a lot of like laser sounds. That's an extra <laughs> little bit of fun. Yes, the the salt bay on top. So a little bit about our homie Voost, who did the remix of that track. He is 23 years old. He is a DJ producer from Eindhoven, Netherlands. Eindhoven, ah. And has been creating music since he was 14. Uh, because as we know, in Europe, DJs are widely celebrated and known from when kids are little tykes and they get 
the passion really quickly and just jump into it and are making fucking bangers by the time that they're like nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, pretty wild. It is wild. And for Voost in particular, his first song came out in 2018 and he's released like over 30 songs since then. So that's only four and a half years. He's, he's released over 30 songs, songs and remixes, but still like that, that is like, he's churning them out. He's like, let's yeah. go, man. Like I'm trying to be the best. <laughs> working. I love it. I love it. And if you look at some of his other songs, he is the king of sampling old disco tracks, which is a huge check check for me. I love those disco vibes. He takes like old samples and, and breathes new life into them. And if anyone would like to check out other tracks by him, some of my favorites are Deep Inside, Trust, with Many Few and Love Like You, which is with Redondo and vocals by Shells. So yeah, go check out his other stuff. He is a phenomenal producer. He really uses the Korg M1 piano chords to just like annihilate every song, <laughs> which everyone knows that, you know. Yeah, sucker. Little baby house head <laughs> over here. Yeah, so that's my, uh, my gateway, house to tech house. House to Tech House is a pretty easy like transition, I feel like. Yeah. There are other harder ones out there for sure. But it is nice just to hear your full explanation of it because as someone who was not previously a house head, this was always very confusing, like distinguishing between house, tech house, all of the various types of house, deep house, progressive house, electro house. It, it can get muddled yes. as, as we've spoken about in previous episodes. You're like, damn, man, it, you really have to train your ear to like hear the specific differences in the instruments, right? Yeah. Like in the snares, in the bass, in the rhythm of how the drums are being played. Because like, if you just take a few of your snare or your kick drums out, it could be breakbeat. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there's so many things that go into it. And even more complicating matters, producers more and more are kind of just flowing back and forth between them like seamlessly and it might be house for one second and then techno for the other and then techno for you know which i love because that's the variety that my ears want and like and are after but it does make it confusing to try to like pin the genre down 100 you're like oh there are seven different genres in this one yeah <laughs> and i loved it there is a a genre called complexstro i've heard of this complexstro <laughs> Don't ask me to define what it is, <laughs> but I know that there's a complexstro out there. Uh, <laughs> it is, though, a cool experience. Doing this podcast with you has helped me a ton, training my ear and getting better at identifying genres. But when you do and when you can finally be like, okay, that's like that type of techno and that's this type of that, it's cool to be able to actually pick them up. 100%. Over my birthday last year, uh, one of the parties we went to to celebrate, and there was one point during one of the songs, Frenchie's like, looks like she's thinking really hard. <laughs> and I'm like, what is she thinking about? What is this? <laughs> and then she comes over to me and she's like, is this an acid techno song? I was like, wow, <laughs> like, you're right. I'm really proud of you. On the acid techno, Frenchie, nice. Yeah, she just picked it up, like just from listening to music and going yeah. to festivals. And I mean, when we went to our first festival, Easy 2019, the artist names at that point and the genres at that point, like meant pretty much nothing to her like she was still learning but now she's like oh yeah you know she can name off the genres the artists and it's really cool that her discover weekly is so different than mine that when i listen to hers i'm like oh yep saving that one saving that one saving that one <laughs> <laughs> you're exposed to a new variety anywho what what gateway are you taking us through today mikey 
I'm going to keep it simple because I'm going to play you a song and I think we're going to listen to most of it. And it has two drops. And the first one is dubstep and the second one is bass house. And that's what it is. So this one is called Bill Dozer by Ganja White Knight and Mr. Bill. That's number one. <laughs> but wait, there's more. I get so excited for, for stuff like this, honestly. of this one is so good. Have to agree. Uh, grimy with it now? <laughs> Gone to White Knight, I had to go in, you know? Had to do it. <laughs> if you're a dubstep human who had not been exposed to bass house previously, now you have. And I hope you liked it, because I sure did. I loved it. We want more. 
We do, we do. I'm going to talk about Mr. Bill because the song is called Bill Dozer. And I've got a feeling that he was a big part of that bass house portion of the song, which is the end result of our gateway. So Mr. Bill, a.k.a. Bill Daly, is a 35-year-old Sydney Australian native currently residing in Denver, Colorado. It's crazy. Is there anything going on in Denver, like with EDM? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, He's produced music in a variety of genres, including dubstep, house, psytrance, psytech, trance, trance, tech trance. This is straight from his like bio. Well, it's like his monster cat page or something. And you know what's interesting about Mr. Bill is he is an absolute resource for the producing community. He has tons of tools and resources for aspiring producers on his website, such as Ableton courses, project files, sample packs for producers to use. And he is also a fellow podcaster where he has people on and kind of talks producing stuff. It's the Mr. Bill podcast. You can go to his website at mrbillstunes.com to check it all out. And, you know, if I was a producer, I probably would check it out because he's a great producer and seems like a good teacher as well. He runs two record labels, Bill Legal Beats and Bill Legal Sounds, that are branches of his online community. And the first one releases electronic music and that second one releases sample packs. And he also, oh, this is interesting. I wanted to say this earlier, but then I decided to save it. And I'm glad that I did because speaking of Dead Mouse's label, Mousetrap, Mr. Bulldozer has a techno side project called Electrocado that is signed to that very label. Mm, didn't know that. I didn't realize that Mr. Bill was so deep into the techno, actually. You know, I was like going through his discography, trying to find the one song that I knew by him previously. There's a song I know by him that came out like forever ago. Well, let's find it. We got time. I mean, he's got a lot of songs. (laughs) (laughs) This episode has inspired me, though, to go check out more of Dead Mouse's label because no Mana and Mr. Bill. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mousetrap has high quality artists. And actually, when I was on their website earlier today, I saw that they have like a, a Google form that you can submit your your tracks. So anybody can just submit. Open door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, if you're listening to this and you're a producer, like go on to Mousetrap's website and submit your music because you never know. Well, damn. I'm going to tell my buddy Justin to do that. Oh, yeah. Please do. Damn. I can't find it. It's okay. He does have a lot of tracks. Wow. Began way back in 2010. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I'd be scrolling a while. (laughs) First EP was called Suave. Suave. Well, none of those were your song? (laughs) No. Okay. If I find it, though, I'll, I'll send it to you another time. Well, let's move on. To our final segment, Blast from the Past. It's honestly hilarious how much farther in the past you have gone than I have, but I'm excited. Well, it's it's like, this is selfishly probably my favorite segment that we do. <laughs> when you suggested it, I was like, we need to do this more just because like Moody crushes this segment. I mean, and, and the only reason why I can recall music back further than you is because you entered the scene in what, 2012? Oh, far later. Uh, but like, maybe I first listened to EDM. I meant like, listen to EDM because the, oh, yeah. <laughs> my song came out when I was four years old. So <laughs> like three and a half, actually. What was three and a half year old moody vibing to? And I feel like the more we do this segment, you'll, you'll hear about all of these Euro dance songs that I just loved as a kid. Educate me. So this one that we're going to talk about is called Mr. Vane. 
by Culture Beat. And Culture Beat is a German duo who creates Eurodance. They formed in 1989 by Torsten Fenslau. And this track that I'm about to play, Mr. Vane, came out in 1993. And yeah, I'm just gonna play and we'll talk about it after. I just need to say to the plurbies, like you guys are about to get like an expose on this Eurodance (laughs) track. Sit back, relax. This is going to be a treat. Enjoy. Enjoy. So we're going to start from the beginning. Zero seconds. Let's do it. That is one part we're gonna talk about, and then you put that in your sets, right? I've played a, a, a remake of it by Black Caviar, but I've never played the original in a set. I don't think Culture Beat. We need to we need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> the second part is when the verse comes in at one twelve. Can you rap this? No. <laughs> I only I only knew the choruses. <laughs> and then the synth comes back in. This beat is ingrained in my psyche. <laughs> This is a track that just like defined my childhood. Like, I mean, a lot of your dance songs did, but this one was just, it hit some type of way. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about Eurodance as a genre first. It is an electronic dance music genre that originated in the late 1980s in Central Europe. And it combines elements of rap, techno, and Euro disco. So the rapping is actually something like that was a main element really? of a Euro dance song. Yeah. So it, they would often have like these choruses, often by a strong black female vocalist, and then the the verse would come in, and mainly just dudes would <laughs> would rap, <laughs> and it would be over these like techno and Euro disco beats. And that's why it makes it like such a unique genre because it it was very specific about these things. 
So as, as I just said, the framework of, of the tracks are the strong vocals combined with the synthesizers, which were cutting edge at the time, because in the late 1980s, that was like just when the Korg M1 was coming out. So they were using house music that was starting to be really established in Chicago. The people of Europe were. The people of Europe loved the Chicago house that was coming to them, which is crazy to think about because the people in the US like didn't know about house, didn't give a fuck about house. But meanwhile, Europe is like, dude, this shit slaps. <laughs> So they were taking these house beats, combining with the techno sounds and, and the rapping on top of it with solid bass rhythms and melodic hooks. And that's just really what hooked you was just like, it, it was really the choruses and, and the synthesizers. Just at least that's what it was for me. I'm, I'm sure other people have their, their own experiences with it. So when I think back to like my early childhood, there are like two distinct genres that really sit with me. And one is country because my dad was the general manager of one of the largest country uh, radio stations in Florida. And then the other is Eurodance. <laughs> Although it, it didn't hit like the number one charts in the US, these songs were played on mainstream radio in the US. So, I mean, that's the only way that I knew it that, that young. There were like two radio stations that I could get from where I lived in Florida that would play like international music. And yeah, like Eurodance was something that was really booming from like 1990 to 1996, which is why it was like, it was like my first years of being born. <laughs> Country and Eurodance. Yeah. Isn't that wild to think about? It is wild. Yeah. <laughs> and something that I learned actually, when I was going through my notes about the history of this is in July, 1989, the first love parade took place in Berlin, Germany. And that served as a political demonstration for peace an international understanding through love and music. A love parade still happens every year today in Berlin. And then it was three months later after that initial love parade that the Berlin Wall fell, which caused the rave scene in East Berlin to rise to comparable numbers to the UK. So the UK is like where the, the rave scene like really began. But then when the Berlin Wall fell, East Berlin was like, dude, we're just going to party all the time. <laughs> and the rave scene in Berlin was a major force in reestablishing social connections between the East and West Germany during the unification period after the wall fell. That's cool. Which is just like so cool to think about, right? Because like, yeah, that's what raving is all about. Like raving about is human connection. It's about loving one another and leaving all the political bullshit aside. And so it was during that time, the unification period, when all these raves were happening right after the wall fell, that Eurodance was born. Wow. And so it, it makes it even more special for me to know that that is the birthplace of this genre that was <laughs> so important to me as a kid. How important it was to all those people. 100%, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. You know, this is way before the internet, so I, I solely relied on the radio and like CDs that my dad gave me from the radio station. Because the style of Eurodance is just so specific, and, you know, it's a little cheesy in some ways because it's like, how many times can you make a song that has the same exact formula. So it was like in 96 that the classic Eurodance sound gradually started to morph into Progressive House. And actually some other uh, artists took it a completely different way and, and like would start into hard style. <laughs> but on the Progressive House vein, an example of that would be ATC's song Around the World, La La La. Do you know that song? 
No. All around the world. Oh, yes. It just goes on and on and <laughs> The beggar. That song came out in 96, I believe, as well. And that was another tune that I, I knew as a kid that I loved. So, yeah, this track that I just played, Mr. Bane, it's just got those early 90s vibes, and it takes influence of sound and lyrical delivery from acts like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Too Unlimited, and Snap, which I'm sure you know songs by all of them, even if you don't think you do. <laughs> and I can prove it if you're interested. Yes. All right, let's see. This Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch song came out in 1991. You're really gonna recognize it when the vocals come in right here. Obviously. Yes, we know this one. Our pal's nightmare. Made a whole label. Made a whole label. Called Good Vibrations. Good Vibrations. And this is the actor, Mark Wahlberg. Indeed it is. Rapping. Marky Mark. <laughs> Marky Mark. All right, so that's the first one. Now we'll do two Unlimited. I'm not 100% sure you'll know this song, but I'm gonna play it anyway, we'll see. Hell yeah. Actually, you probably know this from the hockey stadium, right? Bro, they play this at this, the, the rink all the time. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I have a very vivid memory of this song. It's so dumb. Me and my college roommate Noah went to visit our other college roommate Dan in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And Noah like hadn't spent much time around snow. And there was a piece of sidewalk that was just covered in water, frozen. And we had this song stuck in our heads and we just started like pretending to break dance on this ice for like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so this track came out in 1992. So that's that one. And then we're also gonna play Snap. And hopefully we're, we'll be three for three. Man, we were just shuffling on that little ice like a bunch of dummies. Well, I'm not going to play like their biggest song that I know you'll know. I'm going to actually play their first song that came out because I think you'll actually know that one too. Of course, I know everything. <laughs> this song came out in 1990. I was negative five years old. Yeah. Hey. So look at that, Mikey. I'm, I'm proud of you. You knew all three songs, see? Check, check, check. Check, check, check. See, so you, you could bring it back if you wanted to. You could bring it back to the 90s. I could bring it back. <laughs> Even if you don't have memories as a kid with these songs, like you can still have memories, like you just said, with your, your pals about a song that was from the 90s. And it's crazy. I had no idea that I have all of these connections with these this music. That's funny. There you go. I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't think about like these songs, especially that they hear at sports arenas, you know? <laughs> right. It's everywhere. You can't escape us. Can't escape us. So Mr. Vane peaked at number 15 on the Cashbox Top 100 list. It was number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100 list. And it was number two on the Billboard Dance Club Songs chart. So, and I think it, it went gold in like 11 countries. It, it was just a massive, massive tune. So that is, uh, that's all I have to say in, <laughs> in this edition of Blast from the Past. That was a blast from the past. And I learned so much. <laughs> I hope y'all at home did too. So Moody threw it back like over 30 years. I'm gonna throw it back almost a whole decade. Love it. 
<laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Alinium. Mr. Alinium recently released his fifth studio album, the self-titled album, Alinium. Came out end of April, and this marks his fifth album after releasing Ashes in 2016, his debut album, Awaken 17, Ascend in 19, Fallen Embers in 2021, and then this new one. This new album is really interesting because it has collabs with, see if you can sense a theme, All Time Low, Travis Barker, Avril Lavigne, Skylar Gray, Nina Nesbitt, an artist named Max, who GQ labeled the young pop god. So very large and mainstream names that he's getting to work with because that's where he is at in his career. I love it when EDM artists collaborate with rock artists, both vocalists and like guitar players or drummers even, or just bands like Under Oath has done songs with Kezo and it's such a cool crossover like rocktronic is it's so much fun because it also for me like it brings in like my emo like middle school years with my current like edm passion yes and Alinium does it as good as anybody has ever done it very cool to see it's it's actually an interesting subject because his early stuff his melodic based stuff which is my favorite of the Alinium catalog and a lot of people will be like oh he's changed but like well he's just doing what he wants to do and just because it's not as much your favorite as some of his previous stuff. I think it's awesome for EDM as a whole that he's this big, that he's getting to put out songs with All Time Low and Travis Barker and Avril Lavigne and exposing a whole new fan base to our genre. For sure. I mean, yeah, Tra Travis Barker and Avril Lavigne have been around for a very long time. <laughs> Absolutely. As far as some EDM names on the album that people might recognize, there's collabs with Wooly and Said the Sky on there. So in the wake of this new album from this EDM giant of North America, at least, if not globally. I wanted to throw it back to the very beginning, and the first project that he ever released on Spotify was in 2014, and this was an EP. It's called Risen, and I'm just going to play you the very first track on here. It's called Up, and remember, this is Alinium, and if you know Alinium, like many of you do, it's kind of funky. Get ready. Sounds like early Swedish house mafia. <laughs> like what the heck? I'm pretty sure that was Little Wayne. Those vocals. Up, up, up and away. Yeah, yeah. 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 
stop it there. I have to say that I think, well, that was 2014, you said? Yeah. It just, it even sounds like a little bit more polished than the music that was coming out in that that year. Like, I think back to those songs that was com- that were coming out in 2014, and I don't know, that one just sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> He's just been a polished, talented producer. Very clean, beautiful, full noises. And there was a few years there I was listening to a lot of Alinium. I was on the top 0.1% of all Alinium listeners ah. for a couple years. And I never heard this before. And this totally surprised me. So yeah, I just thought it was a fun little tidbit for maybe other Alinium fans to get to see what the beginning was. And I also wanted to play the last song on this EP. This EP is four tunes. And that's kind of the only one that really sounds like that. The other ones are more like of the dubstep, bro-step noise of that era. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll play you this last one. Drop Our Hearts, vocals by... By Surma, and you're gonna hear, I think, like some of the Skrillex influence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you also still hear like the Elenium sound that early Elenium sound mm-hmm. combined with that, so I thought it was really cool. is Elenium right here. It's so funny because my favorite Elenium song is the complete opposite of this. <laughs> Which one is yours? The song that he did with I Prevail. Oh, Feel Something? Yes. That might be my favorite one too, dude. When he played that live when we saw him at Izu 2021, it was everything. That was the only song I wanted to hear and he played it. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Vanna went and saw him. He came to Boston in February 2019 for two nights at Big Night Live. And we went the first night and he closed with that. And we went the second night. It was a Sunday night. He closed it again. And it wasn't released yet. And it was the first time I had ever heard the tune. And it's such a big song. Yes. Shall we play it? Shall we play it? Let's do it. It's also very sad, but it's a millennium song. What do you expect? What do you expect? All right, Plurbies. This is how we're going to take it home. I forgot excisions in it too. Yeah, excisions in this. Blast from the past. We'll do it again. <laughs> we'll do it again. If you're a fan of Rocktronic, this is at the top of the genre. Probably like top three, 100%. I don't pray to God, but I did today. Just to take a minute of the pain away. Cause I'm scared that I believe in nothing. Am I on my own? I don't want to break, but I did today. Cause I only am myself to Yeah. 
It's like the layered O's yeah. <laughs> that keep building. <laughs> Big drop. No. <laughs> Here it is. I prevail. Kills this. Excision. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, gets me every time. <laughs> I have goosebumps right now. Oh, this is it right here. This is the one. Oh, among the best <laughs> screams out there, in my opinion. So, so good. And separately, I Prevail is also just a phenomenal band on their own. So Yes. All right. Wow. Maybe play a happy song now. Yeah, I got us. <laughs> Here we go. Let's take it home. Give it to us, Odessa. Shout out Slow Magic, the original creators of this song. Before Odessa remixed it, Slow Magic's got a lot of good tracks. Check them out. I am going to see Seven Lions on Saturday. That's going to be a big show. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Mirage, baby. It is his Beyond the Veil tour for his first ever album, which is pretty crazy to think about. Like, he never had put out an album before this. Really? Yeah, he only had EPs. Who are the openers? I know it's Gemintari. I believe Jason Ross as well. I bet you he's going to play his techno. Demibo and Oblivion. So I'm very excited because we love Jason Ross and obviously Gemintari are dope as well. I've never actually seen 
Demibo or Oblivion. So excited to check them out too. Have a good time, pal. Thanks, dude. Do you have a show coming up? Uh, we're gonna do Zed's Dead. Oh, that's right. June second. Yes, 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 yes. That's gonna be awesome too. You're going with Vanna. Yeah, Vanna, Mike. Hopefully, Nick can come. Awesome. I hope they play some weird stuff. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I hope so, too. <laughs> hey, shout out. Barbara Streisand, Miss Cream, Alley Cat, and everybody everybody else. Yeah, all beautiful. Caroline saw our post about her. Dude, so... Caroline has an Instagram that's, like, a private Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I followed it, like, a long time ago. Not a long time ago, maybe, like, two months ago. But I was recently accepted as a follower. Ooh. Because it was private? So I've been watching all her stories. Yeah, it was private. Recently? Like, when did it happen? Maybe, like, a month ago. Maybe she's, like, listened to our pod in the past, and she's like, okay. <laughs> hey, well, if you're listening, should I, like send you a dm sometime or like we could just be friends i don't know no pressure he could teach you all about Eurodance if you don't know anything about it and you know i have a whole google doc with a bunch of information <laughs> that i could send to you you can check us out on instagram twitter and tiktok at plurality pod and you can also go to my spotify to find the episode playlist that have all of the tunes that we've played on our episodes they are eclectic and wild and amazing and and you're welcome and you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> send us home moody send us home my sign off for the week is peace love and drink some motherfucking water because when i was on my cruise i just neglected <laughs> to do that and th that was the trade-off I, I never got sunburned i was very good about my taking breaks with the sun and wearing a lot of sunscreen but on the flip side of that coin i just did not drink enough water and now that i'm back in new york i'm just like my water bottle is glued to me <laughs> need it so yeah drink some water y'all it's such a small thing to do during the day, but it makes such a big difference to your mood, just so many things. So especially if you smoke, like Mikey and I do, <laughs> smoking the ganja, like it, it will it will dehydrate you. So you have to have to counter that with water. And that's all I gotta say. I literally is the reason I drink water. It got me addicted to this shit. Frenchie and I called call it liquid gold. Yeah, drink your water. Yeah, H2O ho. Oh, I have a good pal who just has a song out into the world. His name's Matthias. The song is called Paper Checks. It's not EDM, but he's very talented. Also, we got a cat pick. <gasps> we got a cat pick? From Emily. She sent a pic of, of Nico. He's very cute. Yeah, check our oh. messages on Insta. Let me see. Thank you, Emily. Is Emily someone we know personally? I don't know, but we're fans of her. So prestigious. <laughs> Nico. Very prestige. What's up, Nico? Look at how cute you are. He, he's like, this is my couch. <laughs> I am not to be fucked with. Who dares point a camera to me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's like, oh, me? I'm just lounging. You've caught me on my couch. <laughs> Send us your cat pics. Well, sign off complete. Until next time, Moody and the Plurbies. <laughs>